Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so delighted you're with us today. One of the lovely things about the fact that we've been around for so long is that our weekly guest list includes a rich mix of lots of old friends and some new friends, of course, too. But at this point, a lot of our weekly guests are people we've heard from before. After all, there are only so many weeks in a year, and our friends always let us know when they have books coming out or new things going on. And then there are people like Peter Wright, of course, who keep popping up in our rotation because I get emails from people who rave about having had a session with him or Father Nathan because someone will ask me a question about stuck souls. And of course, we have Carol and Mikey Morgan on often and Craig Hogan is practically my guest host at this point. And then there's spiritism, which is because something of an annual fixture here with us at Seek Reality in the lead up to their annual symposium, which will be happening in Houston this fall. Many people have heard of spiritualism, which is a form of Christianity that's based in what we've learned from those that we used to think were dead, but spiritism, which has roots in Brazil, is less well known. And Jussara Korngold is with us today for the third time to talk about Spiritism. She's one of the founders and directors of the Spiritist Group of New York. And as a third generation Spiritist from Brazil, Jassara is the General Secretary of the International Spiritist Council and President of the United States Spiritist Federation. She's the founder and the President of the Spiritist Group of New York and the Spiritist Alliance for Books. Spiritism is a spiritualistic philosophy. It was codified in the 19th century by a French educator who uses who used the name Spirit Ellen Carter. I'm going to say that again, again, Sam. Spiritism is a spiritualistic philosophy that was codified in the 19th century by a French educator who used the name Allan Kardec. Spiritism is a system of belief, or a religious practice, if you will, that's based in communication with the spiritists, spiritists of the deceased through mediums. And we're celebrating, I think it's going to be the 161st this year, anniversary of the publication of the Mediums book, which is the second book published by Alan Kardec, received through automatic writing through several mediums. I think this whole thing is fascinating, actually. It's a very sophisticated uh, spirit of communication and and system, actually, that they that they each year celebrate in the United States, and it's growing quite rapidly here. Jusara, welcome. It's great to have you back with us today. Hello, Roberta. It's actually uh, uh, always so such a joy to be able to participate with you, to receive your invitations, to participate in in this um, podcast that you're doing about sick reality. I have I, I consider myself to be fortunate to be with you for the third time, like you said. And so I would like to greet uh, greet you and also the audience that will be. Or listening to us at this moment. <laughs> Tell us. 
us a little about Alan Kardak because he's quite a fascinating man. Oh, he is. Uh, um, I'm, I have to tell you that I, I'm passionate about uh, about who he is, not because, you know, uh, one thing in his spiritism that we really try to avoid doing is, you know, worshipping people. It's not about people, it's about their actions. And, and then uh, uh, when we look at their actions, then we will really admire them because of what they are doing with themselves, the way they are trying to improve themselves. And then we have this man, uh, his uh, 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 real name is uh, Hippolyte Leon Denis Arrival. He, he, he lived in France in the 1800s. And um, when the all the phenomena that were happening here, the modern spiritualism with Sister Fox and other um, names that we had that, you know, we started steering this uh, uh, curiosity and this, uh, this knowledge about uh, the possibility of communicating with, uh, with spirits came uh, this travel to Europe and it reached France where Alan Kardec, his pen name, um, was living, and he was invited many times to go and to attend seances because it became such a fashion, you know, more like a way of entertainment to have this seances to communicate with spirits. And he always refused it because, uh, you know, he was a scholar, a member of the Academy of Science uh, at his time, a known author, a pedagogue. Um, he spoke so, uh, more than four or five languages, so he was uh, he was a man that uh, we can say was very much uh, focused on on the rationality and all of that. And then hearing about tables turning and communicating and giving messages didn't make any sense to him. Finally, he decided to go to one of those seances and um, and he could. Uh, test that uh, something was happening, but he said it cannot be the table. Tables are not brain to communicate. There must be something behind that. It was when he applied the method, uh, methodology, scientific methodology of, you know, uh, repeating the phenomena, uh, posing questions to different seances, different uh, mediums and receiving the answers from different kind of spirits, he could see that they were lining up, that there were really, you know, something going on. And that's how uh, he started all of this. As you can imagine, this costed him his career, his place oh, in the Academy <laughs> of Science, uh, because mm-hmm. people did not want to be connected with one that would say now, you know, it's there, it's a fact, his spirits continue living. But uh, he was true to what he was witnessing and um, he didn't mind and continue in this journey. And uh, from the resu- result of his research with uh, some more than a thousand his- uh, groups that were happening uh, in some places of the world and different mediums and all of that. 
he kind of organized all the the messages, the answers for the questions he was preparing. And as a scholar, a pedagogue, his way of placing them together was was really amazing. The the way everything was organized and then the questions that he asked that there are questions that we have in our minds for sure. He does seem to have been a fascinating guy, but so what finally can, and he started channeling. I mean, I, I know because I, I have channeled books that this, this is a, this is a freakish thing when it starts to happen to you. I mean, did he try to resist that this was happening to him? Actually, he was not uh, in, in, in this whole arena. He was not the one, the one channeling the messages. Uh, although, uh, you know, people will say, oh, Alan Kardec was not a medium himself. We understand that, of course, he was a medium because a mediumistic abilities happen in so many different forms. Like, for instance, once he was, uh, you know, working on, you know, organizing some of the, 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 the answers with the questions to put together in the, the you know, in the so many books, the spirits book, the medium's book. And uh, he heard a noise, uh, like a knock on the wall, and then he stopped it because he knew that something was going on. And the following day, uh, with a medium that could uh, bring a communication, a verbal communication, he heard that, yeah, we were there alerting you because (laughs) there was something that was not okay in what you were writing. So. Had this intuition all the time, you see, the, the what we call a major mystic ability of intuition, not a, a, ostensive. And, and it was very good, I think, Roberta, that uh, the message did not come to him because it was never his objective to be, you know, the person that alone channeled everything because it can be more questionable. When you are talking about different groups, different mediums, different spirits communicating and all saying the same things, this is the the universal way of doing the, the, you know, the the way that you can say, listen, it's not just one spirit saying saying something here in France and another one is saying the same thing in Belgium or or Prague or any other place. So I, I think it was very uh, providential, so to say, that he was not, let's say, the medium per se in the, you know, in the results of everything that we have in the in the books. So how does spiritualism relate to spiritism and vice versa? How how do we tell them apart? Uh, yeah, it, it, this is a very interesting uh, question, Roberta. I, 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 I because I, I'm kind of, you know, um, not not only from what I learned from spiritism, but also from you know the way I am. I'm I'm never looking for differences. I'm always looking for you know what unites us. And in in the case of spiritualism, we can say that. Uh, it was thanks to spiritism that to spiritualism that spiritism exists. The, uh, so everything is started here and in this country. Unfortunately, we are here, right? I mean, even in the state where everything started with the six uh, Fox That's sisters. Right. And um, of course, the phenomena happened before, but the way it really started being, um, you know, more 
uh, known and uh, all the things. And actually, uh, I recently found found out that I I lived uh, like you know six six to eight blocks uh, from one of the Fox sisters when when she died mm-hmm. in the West Side. So I said, oh my God, there is no coincidence. Our spiritual center is actually two blocks from where she lived. Mm-hmm. And uh, and um, uh, it's fascinating, really. And and so it, it, the point that, the main point that will distinguish, you know, uh, spiritualism from spiritualism is about reincarnation. Spiritualism does not talk uh, or does not include in its set of uh, uh, you know knowledge or or uh, yeah the, 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 in its philosophy reincarnation, which is uh, something very important for spiritists to try to understand more about ourselves and uh, the reason why we are here and bringing, you know, this idea of immortality, not just uh, in the sense that we return and continuing living uh, according to your particular religion of our philosophy, you continue living, but in different places and um, and in the spiritism, we say, no, we are always Active, we are always participating. We are kind of co-creators, and we have a role in our inner improvement, inner development, but also in the development of you know the the earth here where we are. But spiritists do believe in reincarnation. Yes, yes. one of the the key points is actually one of our symposium that you you mentioned, and uh, again, I would like to invite everyone to our uh, next symposium, either in person that is going to be at Rice University on November fifth uh, in Houston, Texas, or you can even uh, follow the online uh, live in our. YouTube channel, uh, the Spiritist uh, United States Spiritist uh, Federation, and um, but one of them we we talk it only about reincarnation, and there is so much about to talk reincarnation, right? And in case people are saying, "Oh, but Jesus didn't teach reincarnation," oh, I would beg to differ. Jesus did teach reincarnation, and uh, it's in the Gospels. Uh, the the problem is that in three twenty five, uh, the, uh, um, the 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 Council of Nicaea tried to remove whatever traces it could find, but yeah. uh, they didn't get it all. And uh, the, Jesus didn't teach did fa- in fact teach reincarnation, and in reincarnation does in fact happen. So um, I think that all by itself that would be that would be worth. Uh, Tuning in and at spiritistsymposium.org is the website, right? So people could go yes, there and yes. learn more, more about yes. your, your yes. symposium. Yes, uh, that's exactly this. And, and, and it's interesting that you're, you're saying about, you know, the removal, but we, be, we also see in the Old Testament, uh, you know, talking about, uh, the idea of Moses having, uh, the, that Moses could have been able 
and uh, in so many instances that the presence of mediumship as well, the communication of its spirits and the conversation of Jesus with Nicodemus and then talking also about uh, Elijah that was about uh, was to come again and that he says that well he already he already came and you did not recognize him yeah. there are so many yes. so many places yeah. in, in the Bible that talk this but we don't even go to the scriptures to do that I mean even in, in this country we have so many renowned scientists that are now working and researching and in the past uh, about mediumship I particularly always like to mention and uh, I respect so much the work of Dr. Uh, Ian Stevenson for instance and even yes. Brian West that uh, you know came across uh, you know not looking for it with his patients uh, to you know this uh, thing about reincarnation so there are so many reports now about it I sometimes wonder Roberta because uh, since it's not a new topic to any I mean maybe not to anyone but to many people um, what perhaps what do we think that only few people's a few people had this experience and okay reincarnation exists but it existed for others and not for me I I don't know I think It's a key knowledge for us to have and even to change the way that we position ourselves in life. When we talk about, for instance, uh, ecology taking care of the planet, some people will say, I couldn't care less about not having water or, or throwing all this trash in the ocean or, you know, all those things or cutting the trees. Uh, pretty soon I'll, I'll be, I'll, 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 I'll I'll die. That's it. And then we have to tell them, you know what? No, <laughs> you will no, come you'll, back. You'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> we'll have to deal with, you know, the consequences of your actions. And we'll blame your ancestors that were actually you. You know, <laughs> so, so you see, once this is a common knowledge, we have to reevaluate our actions, right? And and this is never easy to do. I think perhaps people are resistant to uh, embrace this knowledge because we can barely deal with just one life. Imagine so many others, you know, that we had and the ones that will come. But it, it's inevitable. Yeah, reincarnation does in fact happen. A lot of people say, I'll never do this again voluntarily, and we do it eagerly. And and why do we do it eagerly? We do it eagerly because it is there's so much joy, happiness, fun, and love in the place that we go to between lives that it's almost impossible to grow spiritually there. And we're eager to grow spiritually when we're there. So we come back here sort of the way you go to school or the way you go to a gym. Because this is where we go to grow and we come back and we do it. We do it eagerly and we do it deliberately. And we, and <laughs> yeah, because it seems like it's not going to be that hard. And, and then we come back, we say, Oh, if you wonder why babies cry, <laughs> they cry because they, they forgot how hard it is to be here. And then we take them back and they remember and no wonder they cry. <laughs> Yes, right. and I don't know if I, pay, I I I put too much praise on myself, but I mean, 
I really cannot accept that uh, when it's time for me to to die, that this is it and no more Jusara. You know, it's it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I remember that uh, when I uh, uh, I was still very young, I used to love the vampire movies because there was one thing in them that fascinated me, which was immortal life. So when I really start understanding the concept of reincarnation. <laughs> I said, I know now what I was looking for in those movies. I really wanted to to, have, to know for certain that we don't die and that we will be able to continue living other experiences, not only the experiences of, you know, an angel or, or anything else, you know, playing harp or anything uh, like this. So I, I think this is the most fascinating thing. And, and it explains so much about what happened to us. Like when we see in our own family, you know, same genes, gene, same um, um, education, everything, the way we were brought up together and, and, and seeing so many different inclinations and, and situations, illnesses even that happens to, to family members and that happened to them. It doesn't happen to you. Why is that? Uh, where is, I mean, if we are all, if, if we just are matter and genes and hereditarity and the way we learn from our surroundings and our parents, why there are so many different, even in, in the same family. So I think there are things that only reincarnation can explain. And, um, so yeah, it's, and it's like I told you, it's a, a key factor in, in the spiritism. Is spiritism predominant in Brazil? Because I know that's sort of where it really took hold uh, on this side of the pond. Okay. Yes, it is, Roberta. Although it started in Europe and it had uh, a a very big influence even here in the U.S. in the late uh, 1800s, beginning of the 1900s, it, uh, it it start developing more in Brazil. And this is because uh, Brazilians, due to their history, they, um, they uh, you know, unfortunately not a very good history, but uh, many of, uh, you know, the, 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 the people, the children at that time, they were raised by African, Amer- African South Americans, let's say. Yes. yes. <laughs> Right. And uh-huh. uh, and they brought from Af- Africa this idea of, you know, spirit survival. So uh, uh, there was a very big um, uh, mix of races. And um, there, there was even a, a couple of years back, a few years back here in the New York, uh, New York Times, one, one article that said everyone can be a Brazilian because uh, we, uh, our uh, features are, are so, uh, you know, encompasses the whole world, basically, right? And uh, all this mix uh, of races and this knowledge and then the ability of already coping with um, not only uh, uh, Christianity, uh, 
that is predominant in Brazil, actually, but also to embrace and to understand and be able to 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 accept this thing. And uh, in Europe, there was a, a, a decay because of this idea, because of uh, basically the three wars that we had there that led uh, the first war being the, the war with France and Prussia in the 1870, and then the two great wars that made people very skeptical about the presence of God or something that would allow um you know, all of this to happen. And and, and right. so it was kind of, you know, uh, establishing itself more in Brazil and it really picked up uh, its pace. And and today we could say that it, it represents, um, um, I, I mean, more than 80% of um, spiritism is actually uh, a practice in Brazil. That was what I I recalled that it was a, a, a very prominent and and in the in the sort of the worship part of Spiritism, is it like with with Spiritualism is good because I used to do well, when I was doing a lot of public speaking I did I did a lot of public speaking in Spiritualist churches and they they would have a, a medium um, always and the medium so a lot of a lot of spiritualism in the churches was communicating with through medium with people's loved ones. And is that what they do in, in their worship services? Well, in, in a spiritist uh, a service or, or, or what, 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 what do they do? What, what is the, what a, would an actual spiritist service be? Yeah, uh, not really, Roberta, although mediumship is also, a key factor in terms of spiritism and it was thanks to mediumship that all this knowledge of the you know of the afterlife of uh, you know the aim of our incarnation understanding ourselves and seeing ourselves as immortal spirits and all this you know numbers of uh, incarnations with a purpose like you said is like going to school go to first grade second grade third grade and so on until I really graduate um, maximum level and this is accomplished through you know being able to experience different things so uh and although i mean we are talking about uh medians, having medians, have all these communications the key factor here is more uh, really all, always to be learning from the high-level spirits and uh, putting in practice this knowledge that is, you know, self-improvement. And one of the things that we do as well uh, in private sessions is to talk to spirits that have crossed over and um, are not sure what happened to them. So they are living in difficult conditions and ignorance, like, like, you know, like we saw in that movie. Oh my God, I forgot uh, with Bruce Willis, the Sixth Sense, right? Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Oh, oh, yeah, the Sixth Sense, yes. yes. Remember that he was there going to his home, trying to talk to his wife, and right. uh, 
she's not replying to him and uh, he he was feeling exactly like himself it was everything normal to him but not normal no, and, right and so we have many spirits that cross over in the same situation and sometimes through a medium they will come and communicate and listen uh, uh, I'm lost I don't know what happened to me and you know very gently they are introduced to the idea of afterlife to perhaps question themselves if uh, they still belong to this world or not but this is like I said, more in private sessions, uh, not because we, you know, it, it's a, the idea is to hide, or but sometimes, you know, some of the the spirits that communicate can uh, can give an impression, and and it may not be good to uh, to people that do not have that much understanding. So it, it's it, in, in this case uh, here in spiritism, mediumship is important. But it's important with a name. And my aim is I'm going to hear the testimonies of those that passed away, that have had, had crossed over and learn from them, you know, from their situations uh, and see what I can do to myself now that I'm here to improve myself, to improve the situation that I'm going to have in the afterlife and have all this knowledge. So it's, it's much more about the inner transformation at the end of the day than the phenomena. The phenomena is just a mean for that. We, we have uh, uh, one regular guest um, who is a priest and is actually allowed to do that kind of rescue work. People who uh, are are lost, who go off track. I've, we've actually been told by another of our guests, who is a very high level being and communicates through his mother, that as many as twenty five percent of people who die will go off track for a little while and need to be rescued. So that's an important rescue work. So if part of what spiritists do is that rescue work, that's very, very important work, helping people complete their transition who have had trouble completing it. Um, that's a that's very important work to do. Um, and sometimes, you know, this idea may not attract that much, uh, you know, some mediums and some organizations, you know, we don't want to talk to, you know, low level spirits, need spirits, spirits that have lost track of themselves. Um, they, they just want to talk to talk to high level spirits. But the thing is, every time we talk to one of those um, in, in spirits in need, uh, there is at least two, three high-level spirits that are accompanying them and that I accompany Yes, them. are trying oh. to reach them. Exactly right. That is a very excellent point. Yeah, yes. so I say if you wanted to be sure that high-level spirits are going to be with you, are going to be helping you, even spirits that we could not reach otherwise, just offer this work of rescue work and you oh. will have their company for sure. <laughs> yes, exactly right. It is such, such important work. Yeah. Oh, that is God's work for sure. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, I, I'm stumped. That's, that's very important. And unfortunately, Roberta, I would say that this percentage that was giving is very optimistic. 
<laughs> I know. I, I think it may even be higher than that now. And I have to say, yeah. because I am such an optimist, when I heard that number, I thought it was shockingly high. But I have since been told it's probably low. Yeah, yeah. it's probably even more than that. Go off track. Yeah. And for, if anyone's listening and thinks, oh, my God, I'm now I'm worried about going off track. You don't have to go off track. All you have to do is follow the, your, your deathbed visitors who have come to take you home. Yeah. Don't get distracted. The, wor- the worst thing you can do is try to help the people around your deathbed. Don't you, you can't help them. All you can do is go home. After you've arrived home, you can help people then, but you can't do anything for the pe- people who are mourning you around your deathbed. All you can do is go home and then talk to them after you have completed your own transition. That's when you can help them. You can't help them until you get home. Yes, absolutely. And one thing that I normally say to people who do not want to hear about spirits, spirituality after death, I just say, well, if uh, one day you find yourself in a situation like Bruce Willis, in, <laughs> yes. in six, like, you know, things are really strange and uh, you cannot make a sense out of it, start praying. <laughs> yes, yeah, pray. yeah. Call for and, help. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because it's going to open, you know, the channels like uh, uh, we change how uh, praying and praying here is more like it doesn't need to be like, you know, those prayers that we know by heart. But uh, the way of elevating ourselves, asking for guidance, support for our guardian angels, etc. It, it's going to change our mental outlook, the energy surrounding us, because sometimes, you know, it's like a rescue team trying to grab you from a place that you yes. are, but the, the, the cloud is so dense around you that you cannot even reach, let's say, yes. in a figuratively way of speaking, <laughs> to reach their hands and to, to, to go with them. Yes. So <laughs> when we, we do that, we, it, it's, it's easier for them to come and rescue, rescue oh. us. The, the, the best news there is, is that life is eternal. But in some ways, that's not good news. Because if you once you go off track, you, you, you've got to find a way to get back on track again. And people are trying to rescue you. But sometimes it's not that easy for us. If we get once we get off track, it can be very hard to get back on track again. Yes. And uh, since we're talking about good news, sometimes I just say, you know, I have bad, good news and bad news. to <laughs> One of them is that. But the good news is that you are a hundred percent in control of your life and what's going to happen to you in the future, yeah. even in you know the present to the future. The bad news is that you are a hundred percent in control of your life and is responsible for what is going to happen to you in the future. Because oh. so nice, so so easy sometimes when we blame God, society, our uh, family, whoever, right? But not ourselves. And now we face this situation. And I think that sometimes, um, uh, Roberta, if I had to say, what's your belief going beyond, uh, you know, any label? Okay, or separating ourselves in this uh, any form of religion or philosophy, I would say, you know, uh, what I really follow and what really makes sense is, is the law of cause and effect. When I throw a boomerang out, it will come from uh, for, for me again, no doubt. Yes. So 
if you have to follow one philosophy and say, what's your philosophy of life is, you know, paying attention because, uh, you know, there is this law of cause and effect. And it is, uh, you, you so good, good will come back. You so bad, bad will come back. Maybe not, uh, uh, because we have a very limited vision only looking at the here and now. And I say, no, I'm throwing good into the world. Yes. But, uh, for the past a thousand years, you only threw bad. It is still the bad. <laughs> from the other life that is coming back, but keep on drawing good because soon that will disappear and only good will come to you. The time to learn about all of this is now. It's too late after you've died to say, hey, I should have learned more about all of this before I died because it would be helpful to know it now when I'm trying to figure out how come everything around me is black and I have no idea what I should have what I should have learned about. So it's, 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 it's a very good idea to learn more about this now. That's why, that's why Craig and I started <laughs> seekreality.com so that we could teach you about it now, now when it's important to learn about it. And that's why they're giving the Spiritist Symposium. Go to spiritistsymposium.org and learn about in one day. Or if you go there, with it, they're, they're giving it live in Houston, or you can, you can just intermittently while you're doing the dishes, learn something about what you will want to know a lot about after you've died. All of this is very helpful. <laughs> yeah. And just one thing else uh, to, you know, to bring to your audience is that because, like you mentioned, uh, many may think, oh, it's too late for me. I, you know, uh, uh, I'm in my 50s already or whatever, oh, you know. Oh, no. If you're, if you're in your 80s, it's not too late. It's yeah. easy to learn this stuff. <laughs> Plus, it's fun. That's why I, I, I keep learning new things every day, and I've been studying this stuff for almost 60 years. It's just all fun, and it's all good news. That's what's so great about it. Because it, 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 you see, it is not a matter of quantity to say, oh, I've been doing that and practicing that for the past 40 years or so. It is a matter of learning. It's like learning how to read and write. Okay, there is a point that I don't know how to, to read and write. And then I, I, I learned. And now I can read and write. It's the same thing. So it, at the end, it is the goal. It's the achievement and it's, and not, it's quality, not quantity. So it's and not even considering that we are immortals, eternal spirits here in reincarnation. But even thinking about this life, if you achieve a knowledge, then this knowledge is yours. And uh, no one can take that from you. So that's the reason why it's never too late. Never too late. This is really fun information to have. And there's nothing dark about it. It's all light. Yes. Uh, there is the story of a, a, a woman that is started going to, uh, she decided to return to college and to, to graduate from, uh, you know, as, as a medical doctor. And, but she was in her 80s already. And then she was talking to this man and he said, well, you went back to college to become a doctor. Wow. Uh, but you know that maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> you will not have time to actually practice this knowledge, right? Or the condition to practice this knowledge. And she said, you know what? I'm not worried about getting this knowledge just for this incarnation. Next incarnation, I will already come with this knowledge acquired because knowledge acquired is one asset that we never lose. There are piano prodigies. They learned in a previous lifetime. Think about it. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> and, and actually, I think that's true. Actually, they they learned. Um, they probably learned from to to learn, play, play piano in the afterlife from Tchaikovsky. I mean, there there they there is some uh, evidence that that's actually why piano prodigies can play as small children can play the piano. Which I think it is happened to me actually, Roberta. I uh, when I was uh, seven years old, and I started, uh, you know, mastering a bit more about, you know, reading and writing. I mean, at that time, I we didn't learn that early. <laughs> I, I'm over my fifties already, and um, uh, I started reading. I I love to read the comic books in French and in, in Italian. And I had no one at home that would be speaking in Italian or, or French. And I, I could read perfectly. And I actually prefer to read the comic books in French and Italian. So, and my, 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 my brother and my sister, both of them do not speak any of this language to, to today. So that's what I was saying. What can explain that? <laughs> I think we just learned between lives. I mean, yeah. there's there is so much. We are so much smarter, actually, when we're back in our our, in our entire minds because we bring such limited minds into these lifetimes. Who knows? Yeah. But we're we're coming to the end of our time. What what do you want people to take away from our conversation today, other than the fact that we can get silly, which I think is part of the joy of things. Well, I think that all of us we have been living the for the past two and a half years in such difficult circumstances. Everyone, everyone uh, was so much shook with uh, what was happening in the world. So many people getting ill and dying all over the world. And uh, With COVID. Yeah, COVID, I, I think they overdid it a bit. They, they could just, they should have protected the old, which they didn't do. And and instead they they locked down the schools, which they never should have done. But but yeah, I mean it's it was hard. It was hard what they the, the way that all worked out. So I think in a sense also because of that, because sometimes you know even though we do not embrace uh, negative bad experiences, sometimes they are the only way that can shook us up and saying it's time for you to reevaluate re your your life, yourself, your position in, in the world. I remember that I lived here already in, the, in New York City uh, at the time of the, the Twin Towers attack and a couple months later I was listening to a radio show and the man was saying people now are looking more for spirituality so i think that there is a void in us that you know because of all of this that had happened and 
the, in my opinion, the only way to fill up this void or to start filling up this void is actually to look for spirituality, regardless of what uh, religion, doctrine, uh, philosophy you embrace, anything that will be guiding you towards good, towards bettering yourself, even if there isn't no label whatsoever, because many people say, no, I have no religion without necessarily being an atheist. I think this is the path that uh, we have to go through. And from my experience is what has helped me a lot in my life and during this, this time as well, to know that we are loved, that we are God's children, that we uh, have many opportunities, a lot of uh, opportunities to return. We are immortal souls and it's about time for us to start thinking at ourselves with love and gratitude, even if things are not exactly the way we, we, we would like them to be. So search for spirituality, uh, continuing, you know, tuning in with, um, you know, ideas and, and, uh, streaming like the sick reality, all, all that is going to bring you a personal, uh, energy of uplifting you, your thoughts and, uh, your hope and belief in yourself and in the world. So spirituality can definitely do that for you. Beautifully said, my dear. I would echo that. Yes. Um, I, I think that, that the, the one place that we really can seek to deepen and find more joy for ourselves in, is in spirituality. And spirituality and religion are almost polar opposites. So I'm certainly, that's certainly not where I would go. I wouldn't go to religion as such. I would go to spirituality. And, and one place to look might be just to the spiritists, because uh, the, the the people the people who are not in bodies know things really that that we don't know and are eager to help us much more than we even realize. So again, spiritistsymposium.org, November fifth, and you can go there in person, or if you're not near Houston, you can go online and just see what they have to say. Thank you so much, Jasara, and see you in a year. <laughs> Thank you, Roberta. The, the theme of the symposium is time for renewal. <laughs> you, yep, and I, I noticed that. I think I say that when I talk about it in the in the summary. And again, everyone, we have come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you are with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get what, the, what that means in your life, it's going to change everything. Next week, this is a little departure. We'll see what happens. Our wonderful friend, the leading mental medium, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, is going to be with us with a special, he says, Halloween program. Mark was our guest in the spring to talk about his book that was then fresh out called The Afterlife Frequency. And it's dropped up a lot of excitement and some awards. And when Mark was with us six months ago, he said, hey, happy back in Halloween and we'll do some woo-woo spooky stuff so we're going to do that uh, please join us next week we'll see what happens and this week we've been talking with Jusara Korngold about the upcoming 16th annual Spiritualist U.S. Symposium Spiritualism 
spiritualism, spiritism, I can't say it right, is a spiritualist philosophy based in Brazil. It was codified in the 19th century by a French educator who used the name Alan Kardak. Spiritism is a system of belief or religious practice based in communication with the spirits, spirits of the deceased through mediums and talking about their upcoming annual spirit symposium has actually become something that seek reality does each year. The 2022 spiritist symposium will be held in Houston on November 5th, 2022. And it's all about renewal. So go to spiritistsymposium.org for more information. And it's time once again, of course, to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things death and the afterlife. Just go to SeekReality.com and start to learn for yourself what really is going on and the fact that you truly are a powerful, eternal being. It's impossible for you ever to die. SeekReality.com, your reality really is, really is eternal. And the Afterlife Research and Education Institute of Seek Reality Online's great nonprofit cousin. Both of them are headed by our beautiful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. Craig is the sole living person who is most on top of everything afterlife and greater reality. So sign up, become a member of both organizations and learn just as I continue to learn from the person who still is my remaining and remains my primary teacher. As you know, my own nonfiction books, The Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and very soon, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there's the fun of meeting Jesus, and you can order all of these books through bookstores or on Amazon, and the adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, you can always Reach me through robertagrimes.com. There is a contact block, and I answer every email as so long as you give me your correct email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available wherever podcasts are found, or you can always just listen each week through the Seek Reality app that you can find for free in the iTunes app store. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of this coming week in our one great, beautiful reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being. You in particular, you in all the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.